Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health and I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast so please get in touch with us via Man on Inverclyde on social media and um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email just type in support at manoninverclyde.com our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'll be your host as always. Very busy week for Rangers and it might just be that we're starting this run that Chris spoke about last week. The season might be turning. Here to hopefully echo my optimism, got a solid lineup. First of all, the green man's favourite punter, Mason Stewart, how are you? Yeah, all good, thanks Colin. Um, yeah, another positive week for us. Um, as you say, hopefully the start of a... You know, a big, big April uh, coming up, so uh, no, good, good positive results. So uh, looking forward to going over that. Your ten questions went out at the at the weekend, there, mate, and we gave the green man a good shout out. Did them to take you up in that offer to buy them a pint? Not been, not been back in there yet. Um, I'm, I think probably the next time I'll be in there will be for the old firm game, April the third. So I'm expecting a queue. Um, of people waiting for me to, to buy my beer but uh, it's all good if we get a the result then I'll do double A <laughs> Joining us representing overseas Bears David Tomlinson David always a pleasure mate Yeah thanks for having me on again great uh, great f- see, uh, results the last few weeks and what about you getting the 3-0 right eh? you, must, you must have been walking about big headed all day Honestly, my swagger could have dried a washing, Davey. I was so gallus after that. Um, uh, it's not often I get it right, so I fucking rub it in when I do. <laughs> well done. Thank you. And last but not least, um, the Gallant Fuse favourite storyteller, Davey Park. Thank you, Con. And good evening, Rangers men. Yeah, it's, uh, we've got a serious run of fixtures here. Well, you know, we're in the midst of it. All, all so, going well so far, so... Here's hoping, eh? You know, I've got fingers crossed and praying to all things holy that we continue in the, the run, eh? We, we seem to be, uh, certainly from Sunday's performance, you know, it was, uh, we saw Dundee off with a bit, quite a bit to spare. Uh, so, long making continue. Uh, and it was very encouraging and refreshing, um, especially after what followed on, or, or sorry, what came before Mason Thursday night. So, Rangers have taken a really different approach for the last two games. Sit down, Mason. You're not going to believe this. They've tried playing well and winning. It'll never fucking catch on. <laughs> no, it was, 
it was a really good performance uh, Sunday. I was really, uh, to be honest, I've said it the last couple of weeks on here, so probably played down the European games a little bit too much, but I was I was quite not apprehensive on Sunday just because the last two games after a European result with with dropped points. So, um, but I was I was really pleased with it. I think the attitude in the first half. We got the game one early uh, Sunday. And um, it was really important that Gio used the squad. And you see, you know, Ramsey coming back in. And I thought Sands had a really good game as well. Halanda. So a lot of positives to take from, from Sunday um, on top of a, a really good performance on uh, Thursday night as well. Davey T, I'll come to you. Um, it was when I seen the, when I seen the lineup on Sunday, having so many changes, to the Thursday night team, I was apprehensive beforehand. Ramsey coming in, um, he was changing up the goalkeeper. I know I, I was sound like a hypocrite here because I, I was calling for McGregor to be dropped, but it actually surprised me when I seen McLaughlin. Um, over the two the two games, Red Star and Dundee, it's really good to see that we used so many players. Players coming off the bench, the likes of Lowry and McCann as well. It's good to see that the squad being used because it was a big worry that we were over relying on certain players. Um, well, it's always it's always good to to see young players coming in, and the big shock was actually that Ramsey actually got a start. Uh, couldn't couldn't believe that. As I heard someone else saying they, were, they looked at the substitutes list and thought he wasn't in the pool, and then he realised he was in the team. So, um, no, Hellander, yeah, I don't know whether whether Balligan was injured again or whether he was just rested. Hopefully, it will be Balligan on Thursday night because, well, I'm, I've said before, I'm not a great Hellander fan. I think he's, he's, his pace lets him down. Um, and Balligan has been absolutely brilliant the last few weeks uh, defending. So, and plus he got the goal uh, against uh, Red Star. But it was great performances, and to see the young guys coming in that that Lowry, the 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 with the, the goal from Sakala, absolutely brilliant run, and then he laid it off just at the right time. He could have done it too early, or he could have even just overcooked it. But he didn't. He got it everything perfect, and Sakala got it perfect as well, right in the corner. Brilliant. Aye, it was really good. And David Park, um, we'll, we'll we'll dissect the Dundee game first before we move back to the the Red Star game. But we touched on it there. Aaron Ramsey, I I don't think he put a foot a foot wrong. Um, really surprised to see him a start and. I was actually, maybe the, I'm usually not pessimistic, but I was actually expecting to be a bit of an anti-climax, a bit of a letdown when he did get a start. Class is permanent for me, and you can see the boys, it's just oozing out that guy, the touch he's got, clearly the game intelligence, he saw just kind of the balls he's pinging to from midfield, a couple of balls to Tav, his first touch to, you know, he's not taking uh, you know, his head up, he knows where he's putting the ball when the ball arrives at him. And, and that for me is the, is the, the true quality of, of Aaron Ramsey. He's just, you can just see he's that notch above, you know, some of the midfielders that we do have. It just uh, he doesn't need two or three touches. First touch, straight, right on cue. So, no, it was it was good to see him. It was good to see some changes. It was good to, to see us utilise our squad on Sunday because we're, obviously with the run of fixtures we're going we're running into now. We're going to need more than 11 players. We're going to need more than 13 players. So 
it was good to see uh, Joe just dro- Joe Aribo drop out and uh, just uh, you know recharge his batteries. It's uh, it, we we have a, a good depth in our squad, and it was uh, fantastic to see Gio use it. It was. It, it was uh, obviously Aaron Ramsey was a big talking point in terms of him coming in, adding a bit of an attacking threat. But Mason, um, I'm pretty sure it was you. You and I were saying about Kamara a couple of weeks ago that. You know, he's he's had a goal, he's had a assist the last couple of weeks, but he's not doing enough. Um, I, I think he must be a regular listener because I thought he actually played really well. But it was weird. He, he was playing a lot further forward, not quite your number 10, not quite your rank 10, but I don't know, just, it, it wasn't he this deep-lying anchor that we've seen him do before, and I think, he's, I think he suited it. Yeah, well, he, he plays there for Finland. Uh, that's his position for Finland, a little bit further forward. As you say, not really number 10, but more of a you know, attacking attacking midfielder. But I thought the, the last two games, asking him to go in there, obviously uh, against Red Star and then again um, at the weekend, I thought he'd done really well. What, what he does, actually, Kamara, we, you know, when he holds, when he plays that holding position, I think he is a bit too, sort of, it can be a little bit too negative for me at times. But I've seen a couple of times him running beyond Morelos and, and what that does, it just creates problems for the for the two centre-halves or three centre-halves, whoever we're playing against. Um but I think I think what I liked for, from Sunday is uh, I think Tavernier is now hitting his best form of the season, and that's no surprise because Ryan Jack's back in the team. And when Tavernier bombs on, you see where Ryan Jack just covers. Um, but what's exciting for me as well with Ramsey is that little triangle there of where Ramsey was playing. You got Jack and then Tavernier. Um, I think I think if we can get Ramsey, you know, match uh, fit um, and pick his game time. Um, I think that that is a really really strong midfield. Um, so so that was a uh, that was that that will be exciting for us. I think one of the things about him as well, he seems to know where the space is. He was always he always uh, managed to find space. And when he got the ball, I don't think what you said. I don't think he made a mistake all day. Every you know, every ball he done was uh, was straight to a foot or or into the the running motion of somebody. It was absolutely brilliant. As David Park says, class is permanent and, you know, talk about the space there, he's just, he's so intelligent. You can tell that's why he's a, that's why he's played at the top, top level. Um, Sticking with you, David Thomason, because I know you did what he uh, covered off. Um, Tavernier getting 77 goals. Um, I think he's really came in his own the last uh, few weeks and... I'm only Mason. I don't think it's any surprise that John Lundstrom starting to find his feet again in midfield and Ryan Jack has come back into the fold. So I think um, I don't want to give them the credit for Tavernier's form, but I think they definitely complement each other, don't they? Well, Ryan Jack, certainly. He, he's a, a, a big part of covering when uh, Tav bombs forward. But I, I mean, for a right back, it's unbelievable. 77. I don't think I've ever heard of that from a right back before. Absolutely. And, and they're not all penalties. I mean, you can imagine getting a quite high score if it's all penalties, but it's not all penalties. He's, he's scoring a lot of goals. He seems to manage to, to get, uh, sometimes even be in the centre-forward position, but he's absolutely... But um, you're talking about uh, the other Jack and the uh, uh, Lundstrom. Uh, we've got another one now, Sands. He's come in. He was, I thought he, he played well on Sunday. He was actually brilliant on, uh, on Saturday, Sunday. Sunday, was it? Sunday. Aye, I thought he played really well. Um, David Pollock, going to come to you, something that I've been delighted with over the last two games. 
A, we've scored from corners. We started doing that again. B, we're taking different corners. It's not this same direct ball at the Joe Arebo at the front post. We're making teams think. And it's about time we start we start utilising these as a, a chance to do something different. Well, it's good to see that they've been spending some time in the, the training ground, that uh, which is other than, you know, hit the manager's arse with the ball. So, Obviously, you could see on on Thursday night against Belgrade they'd been they'd be working on a few things, you know, and, and varying the, the the corner routine. So yeah, and it, and it paid off. So uh, that's the things that we should be doing routinely, because I mean, for too long, you know, we stuck to the hit Joe Aribo at the front post, uh, and and the amount of corners that we had against Dundee United, you know, was just outrageous, and we. We just pinged it straight into the middle, they headed it away. We pinged the next one into the middle and they headed that away. And, and then Dundee United brought in another central defender and, and we, st- we still kept doing it. So obviously we need to vary it up. But when you've got guys like uh, Ramsey who will, who will pick holes through those defences, you know, we are a first-time clever ball. That, that's the players we need on the pitch, the undo defences like that. Guys who are just that wee bit half a second sharper. Speed of thought is, is as much as anything. I always thought that about Kendall Leach. Kendall Leach wasn't the fastest player ever. But what Kendall Leach had was it was just the speed of thought. When the ball arrived, he'd probably already decided where it was going, whether he was going to hold it, touch it, you know, move it on. It was just that speed of thought. And it's that's something that you just have. I don't think you can, you can be coached into you. And you can see it with Aaron Ramsey. It's the same. So, Mason, all in all, v- Everybody's pleased with Sunday, but I think it's the manner of the win as well because I know we said um, last week uh, we'd take we'd take a one 0 every game for the rest of the season because it will win us it would win as a treble. Um, but it's hard to watch. Uh, United we probably wouldn't make it to the end of the season alive. Um, Rangers go two 0 up and they press and press and press for the third and eventually get it. Um, we, we couldn't quite put a finger on what we were calling it, whether it's uh, the mental side of the game or mentality or the bottle or whatever. But it was different on Sunday. That's most pleasing for me. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. You know, that's that's what we we need to do. I think we can't, we won't survive as much as we would take it right now, winning one nil, um, not playing uh, well all for the rest of the season. We, we we can't do it. You know, we need to. Go out, but what what I said earlier, though, the I thought the, the attitude from 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 the first whistle was, was spot on uh, at the weekend. You could tell the players were up for it; they wanted to go and get the job done early. If I had any criticism, it would be to that we're not clinical enough still. Um, and I know that sounds a little bit after two three nil wins, maybe a little bit typical Rangers supporter. But I still the amount of chances that we're creating, I would still you know I think someone's due a due a hiding soon, and hopefully a few of them are, are yet to come. But no, look, it's all positive. Um, you know, I think I was I was a little bit worried about what team sort of Geo would put out Sunday because I thought players were on their feet last 20 minutes against Red Star. Um, so I was really pleased, and I think players players have given him some some food to, uh, food for thought now uh, coming into to the next run of games. I think part of, part of the problem for me is is that Ryan Kent isn't producing goals or assists. Uh, he's getting a, a penalty in European games and and some playing well in European games, but if if, if you take Tavernier from right back and Ryan Kent from a forward position, then it, it's night and day really because Kent just doesn't manage to seem to get into these positions where he can where he can score, and no, his assist is is, is not that great either. 
So I think we've got to uh, get more over the, the the rest of the park. I mean, we're we're starting to rely and relate Morelos and Tavernier again a wee bit, or the two centre backs at corners. But we seem to yeah we need to get and and really Kamara as well. Although he scored the last few, these these players are able. We've got to we've got to get them up running and getting goals more often. For me, I think you'd notice the difference Ryan Kent makes when he's not there. I do get that your forward players, they, they need to produce numbers, but I think in a, the way Rangers are set up, um, Kent does a lot of work that he won't get credit for, so time and time again, players are, I think at one point Dundee were, were tripling up on them. I was about to say doubling up, but they were tripling up on them, and that's... Um, we only see the benefit of that if other players do take advantage of it, which they are now starting to do. So I do get, I think, uh, I'm kind of sitting in the fence. I do think Ryan Kent does have to produce some more numbers, but I think we do need to give him credit for the, the off-the-ball work and the, the the shitty part of the game that he does so well and allows us to play. Ryan Kent, I mean, what I like about Ryan Kent is that he will uh, he will contribute defensively as well as an attack, you know, you can see what you know when uh, he's back hounding people for the ball. He ch- he's chasing people when you know closing down when they're in possession. Uh, so he doesn't stand there, you know, with his hands and his hips and the touchline, saying, "Right, just w- give me the ball." So uh, I really like his, his attitude for me is spot on. But I think, as Mason said earlier, it was the, the attitude of the whole team on Sunday that was quite pleasing. Because you know, from moving from Red Star to Dundee, you're thinking, "Oh my God." Uh, how's this going to go? But you could see from the from the off that they, they were up for it, you know, and they were they were looking to put this away as soon as possible, and they did. So you know, the attitude is important. Your ability, no matter what you do. Let's stick with you, Dave, because we were going to move on to um, Thursday's Thursday's first leg against Red Star. Before we talk about the football a wee bit more, Ibrox was bouncing, wasn't it? We were right up for that on Thursday. Absolutely, it was, uh, and I actually managed to get uh, myself on the club deck camera. So when uh, in one of the goal celebrations, uh, as it zooms past, it was I, I couldn't actually believe how close it was to me because I think if you'd have given me a golf club, I could have thumped the thing. It was actually zooming past, so uh, it took me a couple of wee goes to uh, rewind it to, and then pause to right above me because as it zooms past, yeah. But no, that but the atmosphere on uh, Thursday night, Red Star. To be honest, I, I, I would be I would wouldn't say it was uh, quite the edge that we had in the Dortmund game, I, because I think for 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 the atmosphere to be, you know, that crazy, I think we there has to be a weak kind of underdog element mm-hmm. for in the game. Whereas I would say you know Red Star fifty fifty, but you know the the club deck was moving, it was bouncing, literally bouncing. So no, it was that was a sort of crazy game though. This the first 20, 25 minutes were just nuts. You just didn't know what was going to happen next, Dave, because the uh, you know the offside goals that they had, the penalty save, uh, the, we we probably celebrated the, the the penalty save as as much as we did the, the three goals. Because I mean, you're you're praying because I mean McGregor's track record in saving penalties is is actually very good, you know. Because I think he, throughout his career he's, he's saved about a third of all the penalties he's faced. So God, uh, yeah, so God. Thank God that he managed to pull one out Thursday, yeah, because that that gave us a right lift. Because I think if they had got two one at that point, you know, 
they would have uh, they would have got a right lift from that. And in fact, and it had the opposite effect. It kind of deflated them. It took the wind out of their sail. Uh, and and Rangers in the second half, I thought, were very good. You know, getting the third goal was. I mean, you were. We were thinking, you know, in the last 10 minutes, maybe we could get a fourth, you know, is that not how it works? You know, you're, you're, you're ready three and a lot, now you want four. But, uh, or you would have paid big money for that result on Thursday night. It was absolutely a delight to see because uh, Red Star are no, are no dumplings. This game's not over because I think they'll, they'll have a right crack at us on Thursday. So I'm hoping that the, the attitude is as good in, on Thursday as it was on Sunday that we, we match them for commitment because if, if we do that, then I, I think we should see it out. But we have to do it. I think Goldson had a, a good chance right at the end up to, to make it four, actually. It was quite disappointing. I don't I, I think he thought the player in front of him was going to get it and it sort of put him off. But uh, if it were 4 0, that would have been game done, wouldn't it? But now we've still got to go there. And I wouldn't say it's over yet. I think there's still a lot of work to do. It's but, the most Rangers thing in the world. Um, saying it's disappointing, <laughs> no team of one four nil when you won three 0 away. Never happy. Yeah, no, but we're a tough crowd to please. We're only half. And quite rightly so. We should be Rangers supporters, aren't we? Aye, we don't do any half measures, so not quite right. Um, I, I hope Gio had them running laps on uh, Friday. I was uh, just thinking. I'm sorry that the. the um, McGregor really had to make the, the, the penalty save because th- that uh, blunder that he made, that was, uh, I, I think if he, if he hadn't saved the penalty, that blunder would have came up and hit him. He would have been getting pelters for that. But um, I, I think McGregor was due um, something like that because he's, he's no been flavour of the month over the last uh, over the last few weeks, I suppose, or even for a lot of the season. So it was... It was. I think that will give him a huge amount of confidence, regardless if we think McLaughlin should be in or not. If McGregor's going to be number one, we need him to be confident. It's just uh, if he could just come out for high balls. That's. Uh, I mean, there was even one. The ball was bouncing about the area, and in fact, it was in his six-yard box. It was bouncing about, and the the ball went really high that he could have come out and just. It took about two steps forward, and he could have caught it. But he didn't. He retreated back to his goal line, and it's things like that that that, that sort of a yeah, it gives you it gives you a, a, a leaky bottom really. Sometimes <laughs> I could even say a red star. Saw <laughs> <laughs> some comments on social media that you know some of the, that other lot complaining that McGregor was off his line at the penalty. So McGregor never comes off his line. <laughs> <laughs> did you but, see the Did you see the Photoshop? Um, that I caught a few times out. Um, somebody photoshopped McGregor basically standing in front of the ball and they're all gone mentally. How's this allowed to happen? Fucking idiots. Um, Mason, um, moving away from David Tomlinson's uh, leaky bum uh, photo, um, let's talk about the tactics. The, on on Thursday, we started with the back four. Um, Tavernier, Bassey, either side of... Golson and Balligan. When Rangers went 2-0 up, we seen Lonson drop again into the back three. I am in fucking love with this. Not necessarily that formation itself, but just the idea that we can play a different formation and we don't rely on the same thing week in, week out. No, that's, that's, I think I said a couple of weeks ago on the pods that, that uh, for the second half of Dortmund, um, that was really pleasing to see that we've got 
a plan B. And Gio talked about plan C and plan D, and you're like, oh, I've not heard that for for a long time. So, but no, I, I liked, I liked, I, I want to be honest with you. I, at the time, I don't think we should have gone to the back three. I think they caused us some problems when we went to to the back three. It, it, I think we'd, we'd done it a little bit too early, but he changed it again for the second half, and I think we were we were a far better team in the second half. And I think I think it could have been easily could have been um, four. Uh, we could have got four. I think Goldson should score. Um, but no, that is really that is a really pleasing thing. I think Gio in Europe. Um, it, I think he, he's, he's managed, as I said, in Europe before. I think European football might suit him a little bit more um, from from what I'm seeing of us in Europe. But no, the, the performance Thursday we did we did, and I've heard a lot as well and read a lot saying no, we 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 rode our luck. Yeah, they missed the penalty. It's a great save from McGregor. But the three goals that they scored was all offside. So for me, that's good defensive line that we had. Um, for all three goals, do you know what I mean? So that's not really been been spoken about. But no, I thought the performance Thursday night was, you know, to beat anyone this stage of the tournament three nil. Um, you know, if it, if the club down here done it, that you know they were near the end of it, were near the end of it. So um, I think the players deserve a lot of credit, and um, I'm hopefully, you know, we can just just I think Thursday night the second leg, just the supporters, their supporters are going to be right up for it. If we can just get through that first half hour without conceding. I think we'll be fine. I think we'll, we'll go and pick them off because they'll get frustrated. Um, the realization for them that they've, they've got a mountain to climb. So I think first, yeah, 20, 25 minutes, half hour is really, really important Thursday night. Just want to get your thoughts on it, Mason, before we move on to, um, to the two Davies. On Thursday, would would you start the same way? Would you start with a four at the back or would you start with a three at the back? Yeah, I'd, I'd go with a four. I'd go with a four again because one thing I, I noticed about Red Star, I thought they looked from cross balls and, and putting them under pressure. I don't think they look great at the back. I think their centre half come out and said that Morelos ragdolled him, didn't he? So he'll be dreading that again Thursday night. So look, if we go out there and score the first goal, it's game over. So for me, I, I don't really want us to be too defensive. Um, but it's, it's really good that we, we've got that in the locker and Lundstrom can go and sit in. I think watching the game Sunday, um, if you watch us from goal kicks, Sands was doing it a lot, just dropping and making it a back three at times. Um, so look, I, I wouldn't be disappointed if he went to to a back four, not at all, because I think we're good enough to go and do it. But I think if we go out there, as I say, and go out there and get at them as well, um, we'll, we'll score goals against them again. David Tomlinson, I'll come to you because I, I totally agree with Mason. I I want to see Rangers go for a goal. I don't think I don't think it's going to do us any favours going in and just try to see it for a draw and inviting on pressure because we did see they can break quite quickly and they can be quite dangerous. I know a couple of the, the, the goals they scored were, well, all of the goals they scored were offside and rightly so, but the quality of the finishes, especially the first one, they, they can hurt us if we invite too much pressure. Yeah, they're, they're a very good team. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I mean, you're talking about the goals, but some of them were within inches of, of being onside. So it, it, things like that can turn. But as I say, the best form of defence is attack. And I don't think we should... If you're not dangerous... It was the likes of Dundee yesterday or Sunday as well. They, they absolutely showed nothing in attack. So if you're going to do that, you're, you're just asking, inviting pressure onto you all the time. And I don't think we want to do that. So we want to, we want to let them keep thinking that we're going to have a danger and then they've got to keep defenders back as well. It's the same. I always, I always wonder about that, which thing we do as well is we have 11 back for corners. I always think if, if you've got 11 in your own area for corners, then the other team can stick everybody up front. 
I always, I always find that strange. I think you should have a really quick guy taking up the the centre forward position. So as they've got to keep, then they've got to keep two defenders back, and that's always thing that, that that I've always thought crazy on, on that, that bringing everybody back for corners. Walter Smith was asked about that once, and he he said that the idea is it is that the more people in the box, the less space there is to move. Um, so I suppose that's decent if you if you do have players who are a, a team who's quite solid uh, in the air. Um, so I do get the idea behind it, but I'm the same. It's the wee boy football fan in me wants two wingers either side of the halfway line just to get ready to break. But I don't know. Maybe that's the reason why I'm not a football manager. Um, David Pollock. Um, on Thursday, we've seen, as we spoke about, obviously the midfield consists of Jack Lundstrom, Ariba on the right, and Kamara um, in the midfield three as well. Ryan Kent Morelos. Um, other than potentially Scott Arfield coming back in, if he is available, I'd be going with pretty much the same team. Um, maybe an argument, Hollander or Balligan, but I think even though I'm a, I'm a much bigger fan of Hollander, I'd go with the form team, and uh, there's I'm not seeing any any reason to change it for Thursday night. Well, it's going to be Balligan in defence on Thursday night. Hollander's not in the, the the Europa League squad, so well that's so, that's me told then. Simply can't. So it will be Balligan. There's no doubt about that. But in terms of midfield, yeah, he'll go with the the Hardy perennials, you know, because Lundstrom I suspect will be back. Him and Jack in there, you know, are just uh, they play it brilliantly. Uh, and then I, I would suspect Joe Ariba will be back, so he will go with the tried and tested on Thursday. Uh, we 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 will carry a threat if he plays that team. So we've got the out ball for uh, Kent. You know, you can see the away game in, in Dortmund, which Kent was doing to them. If he re- reproduces that performance, uh, I think we'll we'll be okay because he was terrorising them. We get the in terms of uh, he was getting some space, so it wasn't two and three defenders at a time. Uh, so, no, I think we'll see something similar on Thursday. Certainly that the starting 11 will be some akin to what the, we, we saw away at Dortmund. You know, we will carry a threat, and rightly so, because uh, I, so I think as the guys have agreed, you know, the first goal, we scored the first goal, things dead in the water. So, uh, we're booking our seats for the draw. I'm already right. looking at fights for Seville. Um <laughs> Not to not to tempt fate, um, but watch this space. Well, Saul Saul looking good and happy on the footballing front. Um, as we we all spoke about last week, that it might that this might be the run of fixtures that forces Rangers to turn up, and you know, long may it continue. Um, just kind of moving away from the football for a wee minute or or two, gents. Uh, Mason, I'll start with you. A big talking point on Sunday was uh, return of the, I think it's a UVF song, but they, they call it a weather, but we, we'll know it as the songs that we know we shouldn't be singing. Um, it sparked a lot of debate. Um, on one hand, you've got a lot of Rangers fans saying, listen, we know it shouldn't be, shouldn't be sung. We know it shouldn't be sung, blah, blah, blah. And then they kind of, it's bizarre, like, I kind of laugh how childish it is. Um, the reply back is, oh, stop moaning about hearty words. For me, regardless if you agree with if they should be banned or not, we know they're banned. We know it's only got to hurt the club. I think we're just 
shooting ourselves in the foot here. Oh, you know, hundred percent. Um, you know, you know, the message to the board needs to be completely different than the one that we're, you know, currently um, sending out because um, I, I think we, the only thing we're going to do is, is harm harm ourselves. Um, you know, we're going to be locked out of, of, of going to, to away games. You know, sections at Ibrox going to be closed, and European punishments even even more severe than that. We've been warned. Um, so again, we all disagree with a friendly, and you know, I think we're we're more than in our, in our rights to do so. But there needs to be a different message. There needs to be something else done um, other than you know singing these songs that you know come like we've gone through a, a, a good period um, where you know you're not hearing them. And, and it's kind of hoping that we, we was over that. So it was a little bit disappointing um, to hear it again on Sunday. David Park, I know we were uh, speaking off air, and I, I think I think you're the same, that it's <laughs> we, we know the consequence, and ultimately it's the fans that will be punished, and it doesn't it moves away from a protest against the board to just doing yourself an injustice. Yeah, I mean, no matter how pissed off you are with the Aussie thing, you know, and, and, and I'm pissed off with it too, and you're thinking, you know, why should we be aligning ourselves with that lot? But but, but to, to then self-destruct, you know, as a result of doing, I want to do something about it, but to then harm your, yourselves to do that, I, that's not right. Rangers should be, uh, I think Rangers have got an opportunity here to say, look, guys, that's, uh, you know, I know no one. Well, it's not 100% unanimous. It's probably not even a majority of, of the Aussie thing. But that's a decision the club have made. We we can probably have to get on with it, you know. But we really need to be uh, working closer together in future, you know. The, and, you know, and acknowledge that maybe they didn't cover themselves in glory. But for for the Rangers support to then turn that round to, you know, reverting to a songbook that the dogs in the street know we're going to end up in the shit over this. So. Why do it? Why do it? It's just not. It's not a good logic. It's flawed. But it, it appears that the Rangers fans just seem to want to lash out at someone. You know, just pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. And maybe we should be paying a pay, paying attention to the Rangers support. Maybe the club should do a wee bit more. But there's got to be another way. This one's nuts. Where we uh, we're, we're just going to drive ourselves into the, the hands of of people who absolutely hate our, our football club. Uh, and we don't want that. It's uh, it's silly to do it. That's that's a really good point, uh, David Thomas. I'll come to you with this because it's um, I don't know how well portrayed in the in the continent, but certainly in Scotland in the media, we don't have we don't need to go looking for people who want to have a pop at us. And this is just open day. This is just giving ammunition. Um, and I, I'm actually surprised that. Um, it's not been it's not been on um, the the six o'clock news is a half an hour special that fucking Rangers are the Rangers fans are the worst thing in the planet, but I think it is coming. Yeah, well, um, there's other ways you can protest. I mean, you could they could even make up a song about the the protest, the no effing Celtic or whatever. There, there there must be hundreds of songs that they could make up with that, and it's certainly. I mean, you know you. Well, if they do it in the in UEFA, you know there's a big ban, or not a ban, but a, a big fine coming up. And yeah, as you say, you're just hurting, you're hurting your. But the likes of hello, hello, and and, and that is it's that's come from my generation. I mean, I was brought up with, with, in my uh, shorts, 
trousers on, uh, singing that song. Every birthday party I went to, all these these songs were getting belted out. They certainly certainly shouldn't be be be, be springing these songs. You know that you know it's going to hurt hurt the team because it's it's money that could be going to the team that's now going to be going to the to to the SFA or to UEFA if we do it there. Dave, I, I get exactly what you're saying there. It's because obviously I'm a, a child of the 60s as well. And, and when when you and I were being brought up, you know, it was as, uh, it was falling off a log for us to through, go through the Orange Okey songs. In fact, there was a, here's, a, here's another wee story from the storyteller, was that when my, my older sister, not my oldest sister, but my, my next oldest sister, she was at nursery school. And uh, so my mum went to pick her up. So she was only four, four and a half at the time. And uh, so, yeah, what's the problem? So my mum went to pick her up and the teacher says, oh, can I speak to you a minute, Mrs. Pollock? So I took her over. She says, well, we were having a sing-song in class today and uh, Joanne's choice of song was Hail, Hail the Popes in Jail. <laughs> well, it's, uh, uh, so that's the culture I come from. And, you know, it's in, sort of ingrained in me. And I, and I do my best, you know, to be PC and say, you know, we really have to uh, draw a line at this. You know, what was acceptable in 1975? isn't acceptable in 2022. So we need to be smart. So let's not give them the ammunition, as you said, Colin. Do it. We can we can sing all we like and, and, and the, on the buses, in the clubs, wherever you want to, but let's not take it to match day, please. You know, I'm really glad you both brought that up because that tends to be a common argument. Or you say you've never sung this before, like that. You know, I was born in the early nineties. I grew across, grew up across the road from Long's Lodge. I didn't know that what these songs meant. Blah blah blah. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to patronise the listeners and say I've never sung the Billy Boys, but I've made a decision. I know the impact this has in the club. I know the impact it has in today's age. So I know just because I might have done it before. I don't do it now. And that argument that, oh, you try to say you've never done it, that doesn't make it right. When I was two, I fucking shat myself. I couldn't wait my own arse. Doesn't mean I'm going to wear nappies to work every day. Now I'm 29. It's it's a nonsense argument and it's absolute clutching at straws. Um, anyway, that's it. <laughs> David Tomlinson's red star on his arse and me shiting myself in the way to work. Didn't think we'd be talking about that in tonight's podcast. So I think that's as good a time as any to move on. Um, back to the football Mason, uh, going back to this big run of games that we've got coming up in Europe, in the league and now in the cup Rangers drew Celtic at Hamden in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup um, it doesn't matter if we drew Celtic Cubs or Hearts the expectation is still the same and um, how do you, we don't want to look too far ahead but we'd be daft not to talk about it how are you feeling about this, draw? No, yeah, bring them on. You know what I mean. We've got them. We've got them in a, in a couple of weeks' time. I think we can set down a marker then. Uh, it's going to be a big, probably the biggest game of the season in a couple of weeks. I think we have to win it. Um, so it's a chance to to set down a marker and then and then go and do it again in a couple of weeks later. Look, if we want to win, if we want to win the the league and cup this season, we're going to have to beat them. Um, we haven't won the Scottish Cup for for far too long, in my opinion. Um, so I think it's getting downplayed a little bit because the league's important, Europa League, where we are in it at the moment and the position we're in going into the, you know, potentially the last eight. So, you know, that's that's taking a back seat, but it's still just as important. Um, we we want to win. We want to win uh, everything. You know, uh, at, at worst, you know, we want to win the league and league and cup double. That, that's that's a 
a, a good season for us, uh, for me at the minute. So, um, no, look, bring them on. We've got nothing to fear. Um, I hope the players are still hurting from, um, you know, start of Feb when, when we had a bad night. Um, and I hope, you know, Gio's learned a lot from that, going into the, the fixtures against them. But, yeah, it, it, you know, we spoke about it earlier. It, you know, the squad's going to be really important um, now. Um, going into April, and I hope I hope we're just hitting form at the right time. I was reading on the, I think it was FF that um, I was I was going to say, um, well, the last time we played them, we didn't have Alfie in the team, which will make a big difference. And then I read he's he's called up from for Colombia, and they're playing on Thursday morning, uh, so we're playing on a Sunday, I believe. So he's only get he's going to he's going to have that big journey, whether he'll be available to be picked or not. That's another. Hopefully, three days is enough for him. Knowing Alfie, he'll want to play, but um, yeah, that's a, another problem that we could we could be faced with that Alfie won't be playing. The the way he's feeling right now, nothing's going to stop him. Uh, um, even if, I don't think he'll get a game, um, which will just piss us all off. But I think the way the way he's inspired, um, he's. He always has this kind of flush period in a season. At some point, I'm so glad it's happening in the business end. Um, I think touch with barring disaster, Morelos will be available in some in some form. We would certainly want to be going to uh, Ibrox against them with with our best players at our disposal. You know, so and and for all these games, but it's. We will, we will, we're going to rely on the squad that we have. So, you know, if Morelos doesn't make it, we should be strong enough to... Gemma uh, Roof has certainly looked quite sharp in the last couple of games I saw him. So if we have to rely on Gemma Roof, then, then so be it. But we should have uh, enough good players and, you know, and, and the right mental attitude to take care of them. Because uh, I think, as, as Mason's just pointed out, well, I hope that the February the second thing is burning them because uh, they're going out there with to, to exact some revenge on this. Well, that ain't happening again. So I'll be looking for a some sort of response because I, I think I'll just email them on the night before the match and remind them all. We'll, we'll send Bornai's wee clip with uh, McGregor just to see if we can stir something in his loins to, to get out there because uh, the, uh, for the faint-hearted, they can, they can stay in the house. This is not for the faint-hearted, so we need to be uh, on our game. We need to be at the, the, the top of our game, but we need to be mentally correct. We're going out there to crush these guys. That's what I want to see. I want to see you know, the John Gregg, Richard Goffey and Ferguson approach. Get out my way <clears throat> as they go down the tunnel. Uh, I think the, the the thing with me with, with, with Roof, though, is that the ball never stuck with him at Parkhead. That was part of the problem that we couldn't we couldn't get him to hold the ball up long enough to to so as we could get the other players up the field, and it was like we were caught in the foot of the, the car lights that night. But um, no, hopefully, Ibrox, we've got to go for them. You can't give that team if, if you let them chase you all over the park, you, they don't we won't give you a second. So we've got to do the same to them and play through them. And that Swedish centre half they've got, he's, he's absolutely. He's, I watched him last night, and he's, he's hopeless. And I, 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 I think if Alfie gets onto him, there, there'll be no contest. 
and that that's the thing. Other teams are sitting back off them and know it. The, the minute Dundee United, just just before the goal, the second goal went in last night, Dundee United were starting to get into the game and chasing them. And they they don't don't know what to do if the other teams start chasing them. So that's what we've got to do. We've got to go up there and get in their faces and not sit back and, and watch them because that, that that's the way yeah, they, they, they want you to play. And we've got to play our way, not the way they want us to play. Totally agree with you. And just merging those two points together, I hope Rangers remember what happens to them uh, when they turn up like they did at Parkhead in February. But I hope they also remember what they can do to teams when they turn up and apply themselves. And you don't need to look that far, that uh, that far back. Red Star, Belgrade, Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund, one of the top sides in Europe. When you apply, when this Rangers team applies themselves properly, they can take MD on their day. And that that extends to the east end of Glasgow. So, now I see after talking about that man, I just got the fire in my belly, Mason. I wish this game was Sunday. Um, but before we wrap up, um, let's uh, let's give praise to the board, Mason. Um, because oh, the, not just the board, I should say. Um, uh, Rangers confirmed today that between the board, the management, the players um, across men and women team, that they're going to be donating seventy-two thousand pounds to. Um, various different relief funds for those affected by the conflict in Ukraine. Um, it's I find the the term used as a class, but expected. It's you know it's it's just what you come to expect for Rangers in terms of this kind of stuff. That I they they will get it wrong, but you at heart you know we do try and do the right thing for the most part. Yeah, no, brilliant. Um, yeah, really pleased when I see that this morning. Um, but I wasn't surprised. It's you know we are a different breed um, to other football clubs, and um, as you said, class took, took my words there, class uh, as expected. Um, so yeah, no, they, they've took a lot of flat, but I, I was really pleased that they uh, made that decision this morning. Um, and it's good to see it was the players as well, and you know everyone at the football club. So um, credit where it's due there to, to everyone involved. Just to add to that, the Rangers Charity Fund had already uh, in fifteen thousand, so that's uh, eighty-seven thousand, I think, if my my arithmetic's good. It's it's amazing, um, and you know it probably leads to a wider point. Um, David Parker, I'll come to you because I know you've been on the Founders Trail, haven't you? Um, the you know, there's a lot that the club do and Rangers supporters do that probably do go unnoticed, whether it's um, this donation as a standalone or the Rangers Charity Foundation or stuff like the Rangers Benevolent Fund, just various different projects. Um, I, I think we do need to start talking about that a bit more as a supporter and a club, all the all the great that we do. I think in terms of uh, the club's PR, I, I would like us to, to kind of sharpen up on it because in my opinion, you know, and in my experience, the Ranger support are thoroughly decent people. They do decent things. So quite often, you know, when, when you know, we, we stray off the path of righteousness, our haters are waiting on us to club us, you know, where we haven't done quite things correctly or as they would wish. So we should be countering that with the good that we do. Uh, I mean, it's. I would hope we we would never be doing it you know, so that we uh, you know, get pats on the back. It's just the decent thing to do. You know, people are in 
desperate need in the Ukraine. And to make a contribution to that, it's just the right thing to do. And, and, and the club, you know, well done them. Well done them. And well done the Rangers Charity Foundation as well, you know, for making a contribution. But uh, the I, 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 we shouldn't make more of it. But I, I would I would hope that the press would highlight highlight those issues as much as they do the negative issues, which would be uh, which would be be a refreshing change because it just seems that they they sit on the touchline waiting for us to trip up, and then they're lit dogs with a bone. And so, but Rangers, in my experience, you know, and it's been decades long, thoroughly decent. Would be we will do the right thing. The one thing as well that uh, you you see mentioned now and again on the forums, but not really amongst the the support is is uh, cleaning up the old the graves of of form, uh, former players, and what they do, they boys do is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I, I believe they've got teams working nearly every week to to to, to clean up these uh, these graves and uh, the plots. Uh, absolutely great. No. I'd- I can't agree more, David. Um, you know, the restoration of the Rangers Graves Fund, I'm sure that was started with the Founders Trail, and it's a great job that they do, just keeping their history alive, but being able to give back as well. Um, it's fantastic and, and heartwarming, it really is. So, I think that's as nice a place as any to wrap it up, gentlemen. That's um, It's been a quick 50 minutes, it always is when you talk about the, the thing you love most. Um, hope my partner isn't listening. Um, as always, our precious for a good buy and prediction, kicking off with the Deep South correspondent, Mason Stewart. Thanks for joining me. No, thanks for having me on again, Colin. Um, uh, always always enjoyable to speak to you, to you boys about, about Rangers. But um, yeah, no, so hopefully we finish uh, this little section off with two positive results uh, before the international break, which I think is actually coming at, a, I think it's coming at a good time for us looking at, you know, main 11 looking a little bit leggy so hopefully we get two positive results and we come out all guns blazing in April um, but Thursday night I'm going to go with 1-0 us um, and then Sunday I'm going to go with a, an, another 3-0 uh, We're liking these 3 nils right now aren't we um, I'll, I'll take that, I'll take both results Massive thank you to David Tomlinson joining us from the continent always a pleasure mate yeah, thanks for having me. Just one thing, I, I was thinking you were on about your your wife there. I seen I was looking for a sign today, and I seen one. Never mind the dogs. Watch out for my wife. <laughs> that was quite. <laughs> thought that was quite funny. Well, but, um, I let Kira listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the games coming up, and uh, hopefully, I, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to be a wee bit more positive than you. I think we're going to win three two. I'll, I'll put it down. I'm going for the three goals again. So that's uh, that's that. Do you know, get the memo, we're back to keeping clean sheets, mate. That's... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's better, better this week when we score three. Ah, true. <laughs> and last but not least, great having you back on, David Pollock. Well, it's good to be back on and uh, talking about, you know, the, the, the love of our lives, as you said, you know, uh, the Glasgow Rangers, famous. So on Thursday, I'm I'm going to be a wee bit more cautious, and I'll be going for a one each draw, because I think the I mean if, I think if Rangers score first, then I think that the, the house could come down on them, you know, and we could get any result. But I think if uh, they pop one in first, but I'm hoping that you know our attitude will be correct. We've got the players to do it. I don't think we'll get anything to fear. We'll uh, we should see them off. 
when I'm, and on on Sunday, you know, we saw the Dundee uh, team on Sunday. You know, it's it's going to be a rerun of that, hopefully. I, I, and unless they've you know had a ability transplant during the week, then I can't really see it going much differently. So, because you would have to see Dundee, having watched them, you know, a couple of weeks prior to us playing playing them in the double header, they're not a great side. I know they've they've got injury issues and they've missed a couple of guys, but uh, I mean I think I've got socks that are older than some of the Dundee players. So, plus of getting back McGee, Dave. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, for the life of me, I can't. Why would you know? You know, Josh McPagan, obviously the guy. I mean, I, I, do, I, I know he's one of them, and but you could clearly see that he was uh, he was living and breathing the Dundee job. To put him out the door to get Mark McGee in, you know, WTF. <laughs> well, so, uh, 3-0 Sunday, we, we should uh, see them off comfortably. Thanks, and thank you very much for Davey for breaking the record for the longest goodbye um, ever recorded on the Gallant View. Um, I'm only joking, mate. <laughs> and I'm going I'm to go 2-0, to Rangers on Sunday at Dundee, I think it'll be comfortable. I'm actually going to go 2-1 um, in Serbia. I think Rangers will get two quick goals and then the Serbians will get a, a goal back in the second half, but it'll be too little too late. And then we're all going down to a Mason's graph for the West Ham game in the quarterfinals. But until then, um, we'll be back with you next week. Thank you all for listening as always. Take care. Enjoy the games next week because we are the people. <laughs>